What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It is Saturday afternoon here. This is 10 Minutes of Modern. Chat with you guys every day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. And, of course, the best format, the modern format. This is the official anchor station of the Masters of Modern podcast, and my name is Ben Bateman. I'm going to talk to you guys today a little bit about Deathrite Shaman. Uh, there was a question asked on the Masters of Modern Facebook group regarding Deathrite Shaman's banning and why it's banned, what made it so good to be banned, so on and so forth. Well, I want to respond to this thought because... It's been a couple years, a few years now, since that banning. People talk about Deathrite Shaman. They use phrases like one man of planeswalker, birds with upside. Well, obviously, if a card has those things attached to it, it means it's very good. But in the context that it was originally banned, the problem with the card was every one of the mid-range decks, specifically Jund and Abzan, would play this card as a four of. And it very much became one of those situations with who started the game with the Death Rite Shaman or who didn't. Because obviously, many decks in modern play fetch lands, which ultimately means, depending on the player on the draw, you have the ability to steal your opponent's fetch lands from their graveyard to accelerate yourself if their hand, you know, allowed you to do that. Um, it also, I mean, if, from the power level of the card, it's incredibly good, right? It's, it's graveyard hate, it's a win condition, it's... Uh, acceleration. I mean, this card is just busted. Super, super powerful. But what happened at the time was that Jund and Abzan decks effectively became the same deck. Um, people just called it four-color Jund at the time. It was before Abzan. Abzan became a deck after the banning of Deathrite Shaman. Is basically Bloodrite, Blood, Blood, uh, Bloodrite Elf, Deathrite Shaman were banned. Abzan became a deck. And so, but at the time, you know, people were just like, okay, we'll just add Lingering Souls to Jund, and we'll play four-color Jund. There was some number of Path to Exile. Sometimes people played a Johnny Vengeant. This was only lasted for a short while, but it was definitely a very significant change in the metagame. So, the power level of Deathrite Shaman's off the charts. What would happen today if we unbanned it? My initial reaction to the question was, that's ridiculous, we shouldn't unban Deathrite Shaman, it was banned for a reason. The formats, however, changed so much in the few years since Deathrite Shaman was legal that I do wonder what the effect would be. I do think you would see Deathrite Shaman slot into the Jund and the Abzan decks. You probably would end up with some kind of modeled mid-range deck. However, would, would it slot directly into Death's Shadow? Would people eschew the Grixis version and go back to a Jund version playing Deathrite Shaman? I just wonder with the amount of graveyard hate required in Modern to be competitive right now against decks like Storm, would Deathrite Shaman become a staple for of in many decks? Would it would would the format become would, would it become such a ubiquitous card like it once was, and people would just find ways to slot it into archetypes where it doesn't even necessarily fit because the power level is so high? I'm not really sure. Um, I know that the biggest problem at the time was that those mid-range decks dominated the format anyway, and they became one deck, and it made it very difficult to do anything creative. I guess it's possible that Deathrite Shaman would just turn all the shadow decks into four-color shadow decks and all the mid-range decks into four-color and five-color mid-range decks and that it would reduce format diversity significantly. I'm not sure. I, I don't know the power level of the card in today's format, but it does feel like the format that that card was banned from was a format dominated by turn four decks that occasionally turn three decks. Modern today is a tempo-driven format where turns two and three determine most of what's happening in the game. The fourth turn of the game is an important one, certainly, but I don't feel that the fourth turn is, 
is the defining turn anymore. Uh, I think it really has a lot more to do with what is in your opener and what you've done by the third turn of the game because so many of the decks have this extremely linear idea of what they're supposed to do. They're setting up, and by the third turn, they're kind of checkmating you, right? They're, like that's that's what Storm does. Uh, a lot of these decks do that. Um, even a deck like Eldrazi Tron, Affinity certainly like that. Even a deck like Eldrazi Tron with the right start and a Thought Not Seer, Eldrazi Tron's gonna know what's in your hand, have an idea of what their next play is, and be checkmating you. That's that's kind of what the format is now. So I don't know if Deathrite Shaman and its effect on those mid-range decks it would be a bad thing. It, it's possible that it would make those mid-range decks better, and and the fair fight would become better, and the fact that we would have this main deck graveyard hate card would make it so that a deck like Storm could not be quite as oppressive. I'm not sure, guys. Those are my thoughts for the day, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Deathrite is a bad idea. Anyway, guys, download the app, Anchor.fm, 10 Minutes of Modern. Thanks for listening every day. We'll come at you with more content later today. Bye, guys. What's up, guys? We're back with a couple more thoughts on 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. This is the Daily Station chat with you guys. Every single minute of every day that I can come up with something about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering, and the modern format in that game. Uh, we talked a bit earlier about the card Deathrite Shaman, how good is it, uh, how necessary is it to stay banned, and uh, I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on the subject because I got an interesting call-in from uh, show regular Jeff Roberts, so... We're going to play his call-in right now and respond to it. And, uh, guys, if this inspires you, if this conversation inspires you to call in yourself, um, always happy to, to have new callers on the show. So if you're hearing this on a medium other than Anchor, if you're hearing this on, on Twitter or Facebook or something, just remember that if you download Anchor.fm and you use the app, even if, even if you stream this on somewhere else, but you have the app on your phone and you're signed in, it will count as a listen for me through the app, which is great and, and really helps this thing keep going. So, so download the app, but also if you have the app, you can call in. Instead of tweeting at me, you can just you know tweet at Alex and us by calling in from your phone. So uh, you're going to hear uh, Jeff Roberts right now, and, uh, and then you're going to hear me respond to Jeff Roberts. Hey, Ben. With all the talk about um, Deathrite Shaman uh, you know, needing to stay on the ban list or come off the ban list, whatever, whatever camp you're in, um, it got me thinking about another one-drop, uh, Noble Hierarch. So Noble Hierarch, I think, is a really good card. You know, it's obviously super powerful, the effect on it, you know, the, the three colors of mana, being able to tap. Um, it's the exalted trigger on it that is uh, crazy powerful, uh, and it actually eliminates any other one drop besides bird of paradise if you see a list that can use a one mana dork it will almost always be noble hierarch then birds of paradise in that order um the only exception to this might be ponza using something like arbor elf to be you know chintzy or cheesy with um uh, utopia sprawl but it makes me wonder if at some point it may see the ban hammer in order to restrict that position a little bit on the curve. So Jeff, you make an interesting point here. Um, you know, Noble Hierarch is not a better card than Birds of Paradise in a vacuum, okay? Like if you're just comparing the two cards, it isn't just clearly better. Um, but it is interesting that Birds of Paradise has been around since the very beginning, you know, since 1992, Birds of Paradise has been a card. We've been talking about Birds of Paradise. It's had tons and tons and tons of reprintings, and it continues to be good even to this day. You know what I mean? Birds of Paradise still shows up in, in Tier 1 modern decks all the time. So there's that to start with. Now, you look at Deathrite Shaman. You know, it's banned. People are, seem to be pretty much consensus that it's 
too good. It's almost too good for legacy and needs to stay banned. There's no chance that it should be legal and modern, even at this point with the format in a different place than it is. I get that. So now we're just comparing Noble Hierarch and Birds of Paradise, because I think it's pretty clear that's the two best mana creatures in modern. I mean, you can get clever and talk about Grand Architect, and you can talk about all kinds of different creatures that are interesting, but when it comes to just the most ubiquitous two, those are clearly the two. So, if you're comparing the two and you're trying to come up with a conclusion, you know, indisputably, which is the better of the two cards, I think you have to look at it like this. The Exalted Factor on Noble Hierarch, as you said, Jeff, is super powerful. It's unique and impactful and does things for the deck uh, that really, like, you shouldn't be able to get that much value out of that card. Uh, On the other hand... It's a 0-1, Birds of Paradise is a 0-1, Birds of Paradise flies, this doesn't fly, this also only taps for three colors, but it's an elf, which is worthwhile. Or wait, it's not an elf, I take that back, it's a human druid, I think. Uh, but it, it, it's, a, it's a human, I guess? Nah, whatever, the creature type's kind of irrelevant. I guess human's a more relevant creature type than bird, uh, that, that's true. But uh, the exalted effectively is supposed to be the thing that makes up for the fact that it doesn't fly and doesn't tap for either red or black. Okay, so that's interesting. How good is Exalted on Noble Hierarch, truly? Like, like what have we seen it do? Well, most famously, Noble Hierarch's Exalted ability has been powerful in Infect decks. That's where it has stood at its best use, because effectively, if you attacked with one creature, which is what that deck was usually doing, it was like getting plus two, plus two, off of just the one, you know, like that's how good it was. Um, and that's really good. <laughs> if your mana creature can, can be of any creature you're attacking with plus two plus two on attack, like that's incredibly powerful. Uh, you know, the, the point was made by somebody earlier that Deathrite Shaman is good at every stage of the game, that it fixes your mana early, but it's too powerful late in the game, and that's what makes it so good. And I guess that's true in a way that Noble Hierarch and Birds of Paradise really aren't, which is probably why they are able to be legal. Um, But I don't know that Noble Hierarch is necessarily better than Birds of Paradise. You know, I think if if you had a gun to my head and I had to make the decision, I guess I'd go at least 51% in favor of Noble Hierarch because I do think... I do think the Exalted ability is powerful enough to make up for the fact that it only taps for three colors, especially in modern where mana bases are so complex anyway that it doesn't really matter all that much. But I don't know. It's definitely on the fence for me, and I don't have a definitive answer. So um, if the question here you were asking, Jeff, is how good is it and should it perhaps be banned? I don't have an answer that is yes. I don't think that it needs to be banned. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know what's better, Noble Hierarch or Birds of Paradise. I want to know how much better one is from the other. And I want to know if anybody here does think, in fact, that Hierarch is good enough that it needs to be banned. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Like I said, download the app. Uh, go check out the first installment of this, uh, talking about Death Ray Shaman and its possibility of being unbanned, posted on the station. Also, every day, you guys can check out the podcast feed as I'm combining every day's content now into just their own little 10-minute episodes that you can go listen to as a podcast. So they're available on all the podcast apps. I know I was doing it for a minute, and I stopped for a long time, really making an effort to do it daily now. So if you want to catch older episodes, you'll be able to find them as little 10-minute podcasts, 10 Minutes of Modern, anywhere you can find a podcast. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great one. Uh, follow the podcast at the MMCast on Twitter and follow me, Ben Bateman Media. Take care.